Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. Thanks for joining us. We are discussing freedom from pornography, how to find freedom from pornography. And this is our third episode in a little mini-series we are doing. And just to bring you up to date, in case, case you weren't with us in our last time together, we talked about transformation of a person from the inside out. And this works for any kind of Christian discipleship. When you come to something as serious as an addiction to a drug or alcohol or pornography or something like that, it's just doubly important to just to do the right thing. And so often we try to change ourselves from the outside in and do something external, hoping that that will really bring about a transformation. And the key verse that I shared with you last time, I'm going to repeat, it's from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, chapter 12 and verse 2, which reads, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Now, if we, one of the ways Catholics talk about Christian discipleship, growing in Christ's likeness, is spiritual formation. And St. Paul is saying, don't be conformed to this world, because that's really being deformed, okay, but be transformed. That's your spiritual formation at its root. And that word St. Paul uses for transformation, we derive the English word metamorphosis from. In other words, it's a complete renewal and transformation from the inside out. And one of the things that I shared with you that I thought was so essential, because with the use of pornography, particularly for adults, comes shame, condemnation, guilt, uh, feeling of unworthiness. God can't possibly love me because he knows what I've been doing. And the opposite is true. We really need to transform our minds to have that rock-solid belief that God loves us despite knowing us thoroughly. And just I have a couple more scriptures to add to the list that I gave you last time. This one from Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18. God says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. That's transformation, thorough cleansing. And as Catholics, we have the gift of the sacrament of confession. And that's where Isaiah 118 really comes to life. In addition to reading the Bible, for transformation, I'm urging you to get a hold of some of the verses in, in my list that I'm offering. It's just like the transformation verses from the Bible. It's free. Just send a request to ask the host at gmail.com, and we'll send that to you. 
But the idea is just don't read them over real quickly. It's the idea you want to meditate on them. And maybe better than just reading through the whole list every day is just take one a day and read it, contemplate on it, maybe make a a prayer to God based upon it, and let it find a deep root in you to transform yourself by the renewal of your mind using Scripture. Another good way to do it is to listen to the Bible using your smartphone. Uh, I like the ESV audio Bible. Uh, I like a straight narration. I don't like uh, drama and music when I'm listening to Bible. That's my personal preference. But something like the Book of Psalms uh, to listen to or the Gospels, Uh, particularly the gospel that's being read this year in Mass. Pick that gospel. Listen to it on your smartphone. You'd be amazed how much scripture you can cover just doing that. And just to remind you, I've got two booklets I've written to try to help men with this. One is simply entitled Breaking Free, 12 Steps to Sexual Purity, And then also, based on the exhortation from our theological advisor, I wrote a companion booklet, similar in many ways, but written specifically for young single men, and it's entitled Young Men Breaking Free. And in both of these booklets, I have about the last third of the booklet, scriptures, again, to use for sexual purity and maybe a one or two sentence explanation and how that verse may relate to your life. And those are things to help transform your life. Now, I have mentioned this before, but things are so serious when it comes to the spread of pornography amongst Christians that uh, it this bears repeating. And it's a study that was done among 100,000 Christians. A lot of studies are based on a survey of like 400 people or maybe 4,000 people. But this survey done by a professional was, to my knowledge, the largest Christian survey done in church history, okay? And one of the things they found is what is termed the power of four. And the power of four relates to having four or more meaningful engagements with the Bible every week, okay? And they found that four or more meaningful engagements with the Bible every week had the effect of transforming Christians for the better. For instance, the statistical probability of a man engaging in pornography is 51% lower for those who listen or read the Bible in a meaningful way four or more times a week. 51% lower. Now, there's all kinds of professional counselors, um, books and seminars and websites and all this going on, but show me anything that can do this. This is phenomenal, 51% lower, and I'm not just giving you my opinion. Again, this was done on the largest survey 
probably done in Christian history. I'm not aware of any larger ones. And actually, I collect surveys of things that are going on in Christians' individual lives, marriages, and family life. Now, here's an interesting finding, though. Let's say that you think this is a good idea, so I'll engage in a meaningful way with Scripture three times a week. Well, they found out that somebody engaging with Scripture three times a week has a statistical probability of improving their moral life of zero. In other words, reading, never reading the Bible during the week or reading three times a week had the same moral outcome. And for some reason, and don't ask me why, but I'm just relating it to you, and I think what I'm relating is exceedingly important, bumping it up to four times a week transforms, almost cuts in half the probability of viewing porn. And the reason is, let's just say you want to do this seven days a week, which would be a great goal. Uh, you're going to skip something. Something's going to come up. Uh, you know, your, your child needs stitches or something. It might throw you off, but uh, it's making it a regular part of your life. Now, I'm going to come back to the original Barna study when he surveyed American Catholics when I began this series. And it was a rather frightening thing. And as far as I know, I'm the only one that I know of that has mentioned this uh, in Catholic media or in print. And I can kind of understand why. And again, I emphasize that when I saw this statistic from Barna, I was shocked. I ended up calling their organization to confirm that what I had just read was in fact correct. And here it is. Catholics were 38% less likely to read the Bible than the average American, and yet twice as likely to view porn. Now, can't you see a wide open door for addressing the pornography plague amongst Catholics. And I'm not picking on Catholics because Protestants have their problems too, massive problems, just like Catholics have massive problems. But if Catholics are so unlikely to be regularly engaging with Scripture and are twice as likely to be viewing porn, well, that could be cut down by this simple, single step. Now, I have 12 steps in my Breaking Free booklets. This is just one of the 12 steps, but I'm telling you something that's been validated in a very orderly research method to determine what can actually change people's lives. Now, if you're a parent of a teen, you're a priest, you're a deacon, you're a youth worker, you better listen to this one because this is tough. When it comes to teens and the power of four, here's the good news. If a teenager is meaningfully engaging with Scripture four or more times a week, there's an 80% less probability of getting drunk. That's, that's, that's really, really good. But I want to just be really upfront. The power of four has no statistical influence in a teen's engagement with pornography. Even if they're engaging with Scripture four times a week, they do not see any statistical difference. 
and I know this is very serious, and so this is my recommendation. And there's other ways to go through this, but this is, um, if you would think in advance, this is to be a proactive parent rather than a reactive parent. I would suggest getting these scriptures and the meaningful engagement with scripture started in childhood. Don't wait till a teen crisis to begin it, because at that point, it seems like it's very hard to get through, particularly when it comes to pornography. For drunkenness, it does. Pornography, it doesn't. But Psalm 119, verse 9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to thy word. And verse 11 of Psalm 119 says, I have laid up thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And not just reading scripture as a child, but memorizing it. Some of these verses that are in the breaking free booklets in the back or in that free list of scriptures we're offering to send you and start to put those in the heart so that they're prepared for the teen years. Just some wisdom because there's big, 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 big problems out there. Now, somebody might say, Steve, are you saying that just by meditating on scriptures that a new brain will develop? Well, remember I said it has to be coupled with a period of abstinence in order to reset the brain, the brain's chemistry and neurons, okay? And also, there, for many people who have an addiction, not just a habit, but an addiction, some good counseling would be needed. And I emphasize the word good when it's attached to counseling. What happens is that certain people who have experienced trauma in their life, and a lot of us have. So, I mean, it's not like you're totally unique if you've experienced trauma. But if you have experienced trauma, you are more vulnerable for an addiction. Something like, um, oh, what? Growing up in a home with an alcoholic parent. And very often an alcoholic parent is often coupled with verbal abuse, maybe even physical abuse, or could even be sexual abuse, or a divorce of your parents, or one parent seems to abandon the home, either emotionally or and or physically. Um, it could be a, a parent suffering from serious depression or mental illness, a family member who commits suicide, the death of a sibling, or some type of physical or intellectual limitation that makes you feel different for others. These are all struggles that people have that cause pain in your life. Good counseling deals with this because what happens when you go to an addictive substance like alcohol, gambling, pornography, is that doing these things, viewing these things, is like a psychological aspirin, which provides temporary relief. Uh, afterwards, you're, you feel worse than you did before you even engaged in it, but it does provide temporary relief. And that's why 
good counseling addresses the whole person, not only the fact that you have a pornography addiction or alcohol addiction, but what is underneath the surface driving that. And most people who have a pornography addiction have at least one other addiction. It's multiple. And that's just a sure sign that there's an underlying cause fueling that. And you want counseling, not just anybody. Uh, And you just don't want a counseling for pornography. You just don't want a counselor for trauma. You want a counselor for the whole person to help you through this. And counseling is available. And good counseling can make a world of difference in your life and break that cycle of seeking out that psychological pain relief. Uh, I've often uh, recommended the faithful and true three-day intensives. And you say, oh, I have three days or I have to get on an airplane. Hey, you leave this go, it'll ruin your life, it'll ruin your marriage, and it'll ruin your family. You got to put an end to it. And three days is not a big sacrifice to get on the road. And this is the best of the best. It's faithfulandtrue.com. Just spell the whole thing out, and they have a three-day intensive, and that's exactly where I would start to get the whole person type of counseling to get through this. Now, in addition, I want to mention probably, I think, the greatest need in the Catholic Church right now, and of course, there's a lot of needs and everything else, but we need priests who can help people with an addiction. We need deacons who can help people with an addiction. We need lay leaders who can help people with an addiction. We need youth leaders and catechists. Um, I just read today that at least 50% of all youth workers, youth ministers in congregations have had at least one teen approach them in the last year for help with a pornography addiction. So what do you do? Okay. Um, There is a course It's a counselor's toolkit, and you can get that from freedombeginshere.com. Spell the whole thing out, freedombeginshere.com, and it's a counselor's toolkit. Now, I purchased this kit because I saw that um, doing Catholic men's ministry, hey, uh, you're just playing games unless you get to this because trying to help marriages and families and ignoring this is just a fool's errand. So I spent $500 for this counselor's toolkit, and I loaned it to a good priest friend, Father John Mulvey, who has since passed away, wonderful priest who already had counseling training, but he used this counselor's toolkit that I shared with him And he started a phone kind of online counseling thing with Catholic men that went nationwide. I was out in New Mexico, and I had a young dad said he drove 16 hours round trip, eight hours each way. And the reason he did that, he wanted to look me in the face and say, thank you for recommending Father John Mulvey. And what Father John Mulvey did to help this young husband and father so much was the freedombeginshere.com counselor's toolkit. This is a course, it's like a, uh, a master's degree course in sexual addiction counseling, 
And the good news is I bought this kit 17 years ago for $500. And guess what? You can get it for 50 bucks today. And just no excuse. We need so much of this. I mean, if you had somebody um, having a heart attack in the middle of mass, would you do something? If somebody sliced their wrist during mass and was bleeding out, would you do something? Well, we have millions, tens of millions of those needing help in this area. And here's how you can do first aid for 50 bucks. Father Mulvey ended up with a national ministry before he passed away. There were grown men who flew in from out of state to his funeral because of this toolkit. Freedom begins here.com. Counselor's Toolkit. Get it. Okay. I want to touch briefly on spiritual warfare because this same study by Barna <laughs> about American Catholics. I laughed a little bit because I'm just nervous to mention this, but there were four things this survey revealed. First, Catholics were better at recycling than the average American. Second, they were twice as likely to view porn. Third, they were less likely to read scripture. And fourth, they were more likely than the norm, the American norm, to say that Satan is not real. Well, if you're reading scripture, you find out he is real. And those who have worked with people who are into cults and the occult learn very quickly that he is quite real. And you need to be aware of spiritual warfare when it comes to wrestling with pornography. And there's a key difference that you need to make. And it's not just with pornography, because you know what? And I've been a pastor in the past. I was an evangelical pastor. I happen to know that good people, faithful Christians, I would dare say the majority have done one or more things in their past that they deeply, deeply regret, okay? And very often, sometimes out of nowhere, or maybe when you're sick or just going through kind of a downtime, uh, you will feel great condemnation coming over you that seeks to separate you from God's mercy. And we're going right back to my episode last time where I tried to have a whole list of scriptures to put in your mind so that you do not succumb to condemnation. There is a world of difference between condemnation and conviction. Conviction is when the Holy Spirit, it's a good thing, comes upon you. And when you've done wrong, it drives you to confess. It drives you to seek God's mercy and restore your union with him. Condemnation is the opposite. It, it kind of disguises itself as conviction, but it has the effect of pushing you away from Christ rather than to Christ. Oh, I've done this so many times, or I'm just, I'm just too embarrassed to even go confess this to a priest. I'm just, I'm just worth nothing and this and that. That's condemnation, and that's a spiritual attack. And it can come from yourself, and it can come from without. And it can be very subtle, and it can be very powerful, 
and a lot of people are living in defeat because they're failing to discern the spiritual combat between condemnation, which is bad, and conviction, which is good. You know, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16, it says, take the shield of faith by which you can quench all the flaming darts of the evil one. Well, you may not even know that you've had flaming darts <laughs> shot at you, but this is how they come. And how do you have a shield of faith? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This is, this is why I think is so fundamental to have scriptures in your mind, in your heart, in your hand, and repeatedly reinforce the idea of the love of God for you. And without that, you don't have a shield and the flaming darts hit you. Um, there's another a spiritual attack that can come on a person, a very holy person. Lust is a common temptation, and the idea is you use spiritual disciplines, and the lust does not evolve into a sinful act. But sometimes there seems to be an overwhelming power to a lust or an inclination to do something wrong, that's a great time, even though you're not exactly sure what is the cause of this, it is a great time to pray the St. Michael the Archangel prayer. That's a premier spiritual combat, and if there's any spiritual forces trying to overwhelm your already weaknesses, uh, this is how to get strength. And you don't want to mess with pornography. Father Gary Thomas, who's a rather famous exorcist, his story is featured in the book and the movie The Right. Um, he said that pornography is a doorway to harassment by evil spirits. Get it out of your life. We've shared with you ways to do so. The Family Life Center is making a special offer on our Breaking Free booklet for men, 12 Steps to Sexual Purity as well as the Young Men Breaking Free booklets. We're offering a super discount for those who can purchase 50, 100, or a case of these booklets between now and Freedom Day, July 4th. Just send an email to askthehost at gmail.com. We'll send you the price for purchasing either 50, 100, or a case, plus the shipping fee. Now, reason I mention these larger quantities, you say, well, I only need one or maybe two of these. There's a great reluctance for people to even purchase these. You might want to buy a case for your priest, a case of each, because again, you have young men and the breaking free is for married men. We have found a great reluctance of youth pastors to even deal with this topic so you just might want to have the copies available with your pastor's uh, priest permission to put these out and make them available. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 389 of Faith and Family Radio. 